Jesus's Life, Episode 3. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church. We are glad you've joined us today as we are walking through our series. Uh, my name is Julie Adams. I'm your host and I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, Pastor Wes. Hello. Good to be here as we yes. uh, keep going. Jesus is life. Yes. yes. Good topic. Yes. Yeah. So yes. last week, well, I guess all of these weeks, are t- we're talking about Lazarus, right? We're just yes. like kind of chunking it up into uh, manageable bites, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So last week we talked about Lazarus and Jesus and how he came back on time. No, did not. No. Yeah. Sorry. Did not come back on time. Yeah. And how they were, like, Mary and Martha were upset with him. Yes. So I was seeing how many times I could say yes at the beginning of a podcast. Oh, and <laughs> what's your count? 18. Okay, well. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know. Someone tell me afterwards. <laughs> but, yeah. No, we're, we're, last week we focused on um, Jesus actually showing back up in Bethany. Mm-hmm. Um, in a community where they did not want him there. Yeah. Being there for Mary and Martha for Lazarus as well. Yep. And viewing the difference between Martha and Mary and the reaction that Jesus was showing up. But also how Jesus was, he was troubled and he was moved in the spirit and how there's a lot of emotion shown there. Um, it's not something we usually see um, in a deity figure, especially in ancient history, that was troubled and moved. Yeah. Mm. Um, so especially for Jesus, knowing that that's the humanity, that's the humanity we see. It's something really impactful for us to see just how moved he was and he wept with them. Yeah. And it comes back to that teaching point to, um, to weep with those who weep. Mm-hmm. And mourn Jesus, with those who mourn, yeah, yeah, Jesus gives us that and says that, and really tells us, like, no, like we are meant to share and show empathy, and empathy is something. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked a little bit about this at youth group when we said um, about week two was, um, well, like, is is Jesus actually showing empathy, or is he just not like he knew what was going to happen with Lazarus, he knew he was going to raise him. Is he really showing empathy, or is he kind of just like kind of like how do they, how do they describe it? Um, just kind of messing with them a little bit. And mm. I was like, no, 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 no. So sh- shutting that down and kind of saying how, well, actually, no, there's, there's real empathy in that. Yeah, because, I mean, he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Do you think he knew at that point when he I came I think back? he knew because yeah. he talked about how it'd be a way for for the disciples to fully, really believe. Yes. It would, be, it would be a way for people to see just how powerful God is, just to see how much God loves us. Yeah. So I think Jesus knew, but there's still emotion in that. There's still death. There's still like, there's the human side of you where it's yeah. like, there's still this happening. Yeah. And I think Jesus sees that and he feels that and he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think like, it's hard not to um, reflect back someone's emotion when you see them. Like if you see someone actually weeping, yeah, it's hard not to, well, it's almost impossible not to like feel that not yourself. Not to feel the emotion, yeah. And conversely, if someone, have you ever been around someone that's got like an infectious laugh? Oh yeah, and no, you, you don't laugh. even know what they're laughing at, but you laugh because they're laughing, and it's funny, even yeah. though you don't know what's actually funny. It's yeah. just infectious. I think that mourning and sadness is like that too. Just the same way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and especially for people you are close with. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jesus loved this family, this Mary and Martha, Lazarus, loved them dearly, yeah. and to see them grieving, to see them weeping, to see them just distraught. Yeah, it hurt him too. He's going to be hurt with that as well. Yeah. And he's going to be troubled. And he was moved. Um, so yeah, so this week, week three, episode three. Yep. Um, 
we're looking at, um, this is John 11, verse 38 to 45. And how it begins, it goes about how Jesus once more deeply moved when he came to the tomb. And, you know, once he was, um, I'm paraphrasing, of course, I'm not, I'm not, I find paraphrasing some scripture instead of like going deep, we can do something Mm -hmm. with that. Um, It was a cave of a stone laid across the entrance and he told him to take away the stone. Mm -hmm. So in Jewish culture, a common practice was when someone was to pass away, a tomb would be to have, or an important person was a tomb, essentially their cave, you have a big stone carved and rolled in front of it. That's the person's tomb. Usually some seal, um, anything kind of around it to kind of show this is someone's tomb and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That was common practice. We even see that when the death of Jesus, he was put into a tomb, so very similar. Yeah, and that's why we call it a tombstone. Yeah. That we mark um, graves with now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when he said, take away the stone, Martha, the the sister of Lazarus said, by this time, there's a bad odor for he's been there for four days. She was like, this, this is not going to be not pretty. Not a good idea. Well, it was hot there too. So it's oh, like, yeah. and you've smelled, Oh, maybe this is inappropriate. Like you've smelled like roadkill when you've been. Oh yeah, like, it's not great down the street. It's no not great. Bad. Yeah, and then Jesus said, "Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God?" So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, "This, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of those standing here, mm. that they may believe that you sent me." So there's something really important here that Jesus shows us: God hears us. Yeah. Always. Always, yeah. Like, always hears us. Always with us in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the people there, they would have been like, oh. But that's inner. That's like a dialogue that Jesus would have told the disciples afterwards. He would have said, Father, I thank that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. The I said this part, the benefit of people around me, would have been for shared with the disciple afterwards. Yeah. I said this because... I knew that they needed to hear this, that the, to know that God always hears them, to yeah. know that the Father always hears them. And when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen mm. and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and Martha had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Mm-hmm. So, fact is, Jesus raises Lazarus to the back to life, and in a very interesting way, actually. Yeah. He didn't even go in the tomb. He stood at the outside. He didn't even need to see Lazarus. He didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. He called him, mm. called him by name, yeah. for him to be able to come out. And that's something super important that we're going to focus in on. And just the fact that Lazarus being dead comes back and like he's wrapped in this linen and all these things i couldn't imagine what's going on in the mind of lazarus couldn't i i don't think it's fathomable to imagine what's going on in the mind of lazarus no but for the mind of those around they must have been just one shocked to the fullest extent oh yeah but at the same time i think about mary and martha and i think about the joy and the grief they would have felt in that moment mm-hmm. where they would have been so overwhelmed like the overwhelming feeling that you could have had in that moment to know that what jesus said was true that this would not end in death yep for the disciples who warned him on going back they must have felt like wow like he did it so that one 
I feel like we focus on this a lot. He did it so that others may believe. That's not the main, like, not the main reason. Yeah. <laughs> but so that Lazarus may have life again as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Lazarus is someone he loved and he cherished and obviously he wants to be with Lazarus again. Yeah. He wants to have community, have brotherhood. And that's something really important. Now, we have some teaching points we're going to go over. Sure. But later, we're going to do discussion questions. They're going to be super yeah. fun. And we're yeah. going to ask you at home uh, just to think about these things that we're going to yeah. talk about. Um, so this is potentially, people rank it out there as one of the greatest miracles um, that Jesus ever done is ra- raising yeah. Lazarus from the dead after four days even more. Yes. Um, and because Jesus' life, this, this, this miracle that we talk about, we talk about this greatest, but this greatest miracle Jesus ever did. This miracle that we talk about literally has for everyone who comes into salvation. That's the mm, thing. Yeah. Like, we talk about this, and we're, we don't, I think, fully understand or realize the picture that Jesus does this for every single one of us. He raises us. Yeah. Every single one of us. And in John 5, 24, Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life, and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. It will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Hmm. See, we we uh-huh. we are already in death. Like when we yes. come into this world, we're in death because we're sinful. We're sinful. Yeah. And life just it it is there's death in life. Yeah. And there's pain in that. But Jesus says, whoever believes in Him, whoever believes in God, trusting in Me, has that life. Has crossed over from death into life. That mm-hmm. that life never stops. Yeah. Um. Death, in its, in its practical sense, simply means separation. When someone physically dies, their soul, their spirit is separated from their body, but spiritual death is to be separated from God. Because mm-hmm. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is life. And even death could not hold him. But as believers, we never really die. And at the moment we put our trust into Christ, we cross over from death to life. Because the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit comes and saw, it comes to live inside of us. Now, there are times where people have asked, you know, can you lose your salvation? Can you yeah. lose this? It's a really tricky subject. I think what happens is our journey with God, it's a relationship. Yeah. And sometimes we go out of that relationship. Sometimes we come into that relationship. And I think it all matters where our hearts truly lie. Because mm. there will be times when Christians go through a really tough time, but they know in their heart that Jesus is Lord. They yeah. know in their heart who God is, that Jesus is this part, but it's a relationship. Yeah, you have hard times, and that's okay. And you can be upset with or you angry can be with the people that you love. Exactly. Like I don't know if you've had times when you've been mad at God, but I sure have. Look, read the Psalms. <laughs> like, the, look Brother at lament, David tells look, it. <laughs> look at lamenting. Yes, we all lament. Yeah, it's not a miscommon thing. So to to know that our salvation with God. It's something that we can rely on. It's something that we can we can have. We know that is true. Even though we go through times of hard things, mm-hmm. even though our relationship with sometimes God may feel rocky to know inside our hearts. No, I still know that you're this. I still look at the life of David when he writes things. Yeah, he all well, times of lament. He starts to lament. He's like, God, where are you? Why have you forsaken? Why have you done yeah. all these things? What? When he ends his lament, though, I know who you are, God. Mm-hmm. I know you are faithful. I know that you are still with me. I know. Coming back to the truth that we know. That it's one of the hardest things to do. But when we do that, when we know that truth inside our heart, it it's it's amazing. 
And, and let's be honest, death is a scary thing. Yeah. Death well, is a scary thing. Because we don't actually really know. <laughs> it's true. We don't know. What like, I'm st- I think that's the thing of it is uncertainty, right? There's uncertainty, uncertainty in the unknown. Yeah. For everything in life, though. But death yeah. is one of those things where it's like even you can – death is one of those things where you could talk to someone who's – who can just start talking, like a toddler who can just start talking, to someone who is like 99. Both have the same fear. Hmm. It's one of those things that transcends all ages, where death is one of those things where there's uncertainty, we yeah. don't know, it's just one of those things. But the fact is, um, we have to face it in this life no matter what. Well, that's how life ends for everybody, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but, but it's true. In like physical death, yeah. And the, well, the thing is, I find I find now, especially in our culture today, we don't talk about the fact that everyone in our generation, everyone that we talk about, will face the fact that they will have someone they love pass away. Yeah. We don't talk about it. I feel like in the generations past, it was common. Mm-hmm. You knew it was going to happen. But now I, I feel like we've really come away from that where we don't want to talk about it. And I, I think that's wrong because we need to be able to, because we're going to go through some really difficult times yeah. in the next 10, 20, 30 years where people are going to lose people. They're going to be like, well, why, why? Why do we have to, why does this have to happen? Why? And people are going to have questions. But the fact is we need, just need to recognize that this happens. We lose people mm-hmm. in life. Does that mean they're gone forever? No. Because no. if you trust in Jesus and you believe in the one who sent him, then you'll see them again. Then you mm-hmm. have eternal life in that. Yeah. Um, so one of the things um, I want to focus on with Paul, he wrote something mm-hmm. um, in a letter to Greek believers. And this is First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 14. And it says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Mm-hmm. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. See, he uses what Jesus actually taught the disciples there, that he was asleep, that Lazarus was asleep. Uh, He reuses that language again. Yeah. Huh. Because death for believers is not the end. No, it's just a... Now, I don't know what it looks like if we don't. like I can't sit here and be like, this is what death is. This is how long we wait afterwards. This is when Jesus, this went all of it. I, I can't, I can't no. say it. I don't know. But we, we see in different aspects that we don't need to fear. Yeah. And that's something really hard not to do. Like, uh, yeah, for some. But I, th- I think it for, I think for everyone, it's hard not to do. Cause there's that, there's that we're human. Yes. There's that doubt inside all of us. Yeah. But I think, I think Jesus recognizes that we do have that doubt that even with that doubt he's still like no you just trust trust yeah. and there will be doubt in that trust but to know with your heart that it is true yeah um and the holy spirit working inside of us helps us with that so i'm going to say something so as believers we don't have to fear death for ourselves and it's hard yes. it's just it is what it is yeah and look what we the reason we have this and uh, we death i mean time here on earth is all that we've experienced for now but it's so short compared to eternity like mm-hmm. there's a blink in the eye um so jesus came to bring us life that is eternal yes but it starts here and now especially for those who trust in him mm-hmm. see the limited time we have here on earth 
Um, we have here a time where we can get to know Jesus, grow in Jesus, where we can learn about him, where we can share Jesus with others. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, only, only he had the power to bring him back to life. But he still involved others in the miracle by asking them to take away the stone. Mm-hmm. They removed the barriers so that Jesus you know, could do what he wanted to do. Yeah. We can be like those people and remove barriers in people's lives to show uh, Jesus. It's like our little part in God's big story. Mm-hmm. You can do your little part that you're you asked your to do, part. that you're called to do. And maybe your little part is just living out faith. Now, Jesus could have done this on his own. He could have. He could have snapped his fingers and yeah. the stone could have rolled on its own. Yep. He could have blown on the stone and it could have Turned tumbled dust, away. Yeah. yeah. But but he asked someone else to help him. Yeah. He involved people in the process. He linked arms with them. Huh, yeah. Interesting. And I love that. The fact is, we all play a part in this in someone else's life. Yeah. And in their face where it could be showing them love that only God shows us and letting the Holy Spirit fill us with words when we have no idea what else to say. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, no matter what, and I this experience from being a pastor in my short time I've been pastor, <laughs> but all we can do is plant seeds. Yeah. It's all we can do. And God does the rest because, like, trust me, like, there will be times when you, you plant a seed and you're like, oh, man, I, I, I don't know what to do. I got to... Gotta water that, gotta do everything, gotta make sure like they keep going. But really it's like, no, like you just gotta keep showing that person love. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep showing that person that Jesus is someone of true importance, that Jesus is someone who loves them more than anyone else ever could. Yeah. All people in the world. Like if you had one person and everyone loved that person, Jesus still loves that person more than anyone else combined in this whole entire yeah. world. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. And we're like at eight billion people now. <laughs> so like that just put that number in your head. There's so, a, I read a quote recently that says, Jesus loves each one of us as if there's only one of us. Oh, I got it wrong. Like Jesus loves each one of us as if there was only one of us in it. Like as if there was only one human or yes. as if there was only, like yeah. go back to the Adam and Eve. Like when yeah. there was only Adam, imagine that we were all only the Adam or the Eve or. Yeah. We have love. all of God's love on all us. Of God's love all on of us. it. All of it. Yeah. That's each incredible. Of us do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So Jesus, when doing that, when he called on people to help, he called also us to connect with others relationally and share with them his good news, mm-hmm. that he can save them. And like you said, like he doesn't need us. No. That's something that's really incredible. <laughs> he doesn't need us, but he's like, no, we're all being a part of this. He probably feels like, now I don't know how many parents are listening to this, yeah. But he probably feels like, you know, when you've got like a little kid in the kitchen with you, maybe you haven't had little kids in the kitchen, but I sure have. And you want to like bake something with you, (laughs) with them. And it takes like twice as long and it's three times as messy. And, you know, it's kind of sloppy along the way, Mm -hmm. but the cookies get made and the kid is like happy and proud and you've spent time together. Yeah. I, I think totally that's a great bet imagery. That's what I Jesus think that's feels actually like. great imagery. <laughs> I bet he's like, let's put on our aprons. We're going to get to work and it's going to take a long time. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you want cookies 100%. now? Did I, make I you do want cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the last thing we're going to focus on before we do some discussion. Mm-hmm. When Jesus commanded Lazarus to come, come back to life, hopped out of the grave, still wrapped in like, I couldn't imagine, like, just being like, 
Jesus telling this guy, come back out. And he just uh, hops up. All right, let's do it. And just, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's like in his, like, like looks like a mummy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And he hops out, still wrapped in grave clothes. And Jesus' next words were, take out the grave's clothes and let him go. Ah, so he had someone else help. Yeah. Again. So we, ah, we trust that Jesus is our Savior, that he gives us life instantly. Mm-hmm. But he uses other believers in our lives, the church, the youth group, to disciple us, to help us fully realize that we have freedom within Christ. Yeah. Because Jesus forever defeated death, we can respond to a life of worship, gratitude, and obedience and helping others. Mm. And that's awesome. That is awesome. So we're going to do some discussion, discussion okay. questions. Um, so Julie. Yeah. For This for our listeners also okay. at home, however many there may be of you lots every week awesome lots. so <laughs> first question yeah what fears do you have about death yeah so i'm not afraid to die i would not say that i'm afraid to die at okay. all okay my fear more lies in i would be very sad to leave my kids yeah and my husband and you know one day i hope to maybe have grandchildren not anytime soon but you know yeah. Just the being separated from them even for a short period of time that makes me feel uh yeah. I I don't know if that's even a fear, but it's a feeling. Yeah. 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 How yeah. about you? I definitely like growing up. Like I had a fear of death consistently. Like I think everyone did. I didn't grow up in the church, but like you were like, what like what happens after death? What happens after death? Becoming a pastor and becoming Christian, like all of that. I don't have as much fear of death. Yeah. I find it very interesting when I talk to Carrie about it. Mm-hmm. Like death, she's like, yeah, Jesus came. All right, let's go. And I'm like. Huh? Yeah, and that's the difference between someone that like, because I grew up in a Christian home, and it was always like, oh well, you know, yeah. if you have a relationship with Jesus, when you die, you, you go to heaven. So like, yeah. so I find no it big very deal. interesting. Not no big deal. It's a super big deal, but also like death is death is not the end. Yeah, and like when someone dies, like in our families, like as as a Christian. We like celebrate their life and we, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, look, like we celebrate it's them. So, so it's so different, different out in the world th- than the rest of the world. Cause yeah. the rest of the world's like freaking out. And yeah. yeah, I say my fears of death now are kind of, kind of similar to what you said, kind of leaving others yeah. behind Yeah, uh, just because you don't want, you don't want you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to that. I'm sure. Or maybe if you're listening to this and you're not Christian and you're like, no, I have lots of fears of it. Yeah. <laughs> but Emo no. Pastor Wes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, still there. Part of it. Yeah. Because yep. there's always that doubt inside you. Um, so I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. How does Jesus, how does Jesus promise that we as believers have crossed over from death to life impact your view of death? So can I tell you a story about my granny? Yes. Okay. This is a good story. So my granny, and many of you may know her, her name's Marion Costello, um, beautiful, beautiful woman of God. And when we moved to Waynefleet, I was 21 and um, we had a little gap of a couple months where our house wasn't finished to move into. So we lived with her for a couple months and um, she went to a funeral during that time and she came back and we didn't go with her. We didn't know it was an older friend of hers. And she came back and she was like, not upset, but just like, you know, she was like, man, that funeral was sad. (laughs) And I said, duh, Gran, like it was, and I was 21 at the time. I'm like, well, duh, Gran. It's a funeral. (laughs) Of course it's sad. It was a funeral. And she said, well, I hope that people aren't sad when I die. And I said, 
again. I think people wish that. I think that's and a I common thing like, people wish, though. Well, duh, Gran. Of course we're going to be sad when you die. Like, we're yeah. going to miss you. And she said something, and, like, this has stuck with me forever. We were yeah. standing in her kitchen in front of her kitchen window, and she said, don't be sad when I die. She said, I've lived a long, beautiful life. I'm in a lot of pain. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to get a new body. Hmm. And I'm not going to hurt anymore. Yeah. I'm going to get to hug Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to be with your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be with your Uncle Dan again. Because um, yeah. they had both passed away. Yeah. And she said, so don't be sad when I die. Yeah, it's and that was really impactful for me because I thought, oh, you know, she's right. Darn, you're right. I yeah. know. <laughs> so she passed away um, in February of 2020. Oh yeah. So we were able to have a normal funeral okay, for yeah. her. It was right before, right, 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 right before, before COVID. COVID. Yeah. And I still I remember that when she passed away, we were actually away on vacation, so I didn't know she had passed away until you came back. Yeah, several days later because we didn't have any kind of cell service where we were. And, um, yeah, so I found out that she yeah passed away. And they had the visitation um, while we were traveling home. But then I was here for the funeral. So, yeah. and it, it's just, it shifted my perspective on her funeral and how, of course, I miss her. And, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But I wasn't sad. Yeah. Well, yes and no. So I was, like it said in the... Like it said in the verse that you read earlier, I was able to mourn as one with hope. Yes. Is that what it says? I believe so. Kind Pretty of. Pretty close to that. Yes. It's along the same line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got it. But yeah. <laughs> so this idea of death to life mm-hmm. is something I think is one to sit on and one to really focus on because when we have that faith and belief that Jesus provides us, life and death have a very different meaning and a very different view Mm -hmm. and i think that when it really comes down to the love that we can share with others through that makes it more impactful yeah so i just want to encourage us to really think about that and really dive into what does that promise change for us Mm. um yeah that's good this is a good good talk today pastor west good talk yeah if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you have questions about this or if you are, if you're fearful, if you're apprehensive, if you just want to know more, email him. Please email him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye.